It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, We get to find out the brand new SEC schedule. The SEC Network will release the schedule tonight. All 10 conference games up for our viewing. So what would be the best case, worst case, and most likely scenario for Texas A&M's upcoming schedule? This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned auto part business store that has been serving customers online for the past 20 years. Go visit rockauto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About Us page so they know that we sent you with amazing selections and reliably low prices. Rockauto.com is the place to be. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can say to help get this show rolling, I love to hear your opinions. Make sure you also are listening on Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man related content. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify, and you can't do any of that. Listen live on LockedOnPodcast.com. And while you're at it, leave a review and let me know how I'm doing and what you want to hear that could be different in the future. So, as we stated at the very top of the show, today, Monday, will be the day that the SEC releases their brand new schedule as they look to continue to play this upcoming season despite two other conferences canceling their college football years in 2020. Now again, of course, everything has to change because the SEC schedule is slated to start now week one on September 26th instead of September 5th. That was when Texas A&M would be taking on the likes of Abilene Christian, but now they will be announced on the Paul Feinbaum show. That will be followed by the full unveiling of the 10-game conference schedule at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can watch live on SEC Network. Now, based on the previous announcements, it looks like everyone knows that the SEC will have a built-in open week plus another wide open week on December 12th to accommodate any disruptions that might occur. Basically, what this means is if there's a chance that they could postpone the game due to COVID-19, they have an open week to play on December 12th. The SEC Championship game will be scheduled to play on December 19th in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium down in Atlanta when it was originally scheduled for December 5th. The league has agreed to modify its schedule at the end of July and announced early earlier this month that the team would be given two additional games on top of their normal eight-game conference schedule. Now, again... A&M came out and they received getting to go play in Neyland Stadium against the Tennessee Volunteers and then hosting the Florida Gators at some point this upcoming year. So when we look at this, football still may not be played due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We don't really know what's going to happen with that. But what we do know is there is going to be a schedule placed out where we can see how A&M will fare. And this is an A&M team that I very much think is in consideration to be a top 10 unit at the end of the season. They're going to be a playoff contender this year. I still think even with the likes of now facing Florida, now facing a Tennessee team, now facing a ton of different schedules, I think they still can be an 11-win team. If not, or I guess a 10-win team this year because they can't be 11, but a perfect 10-up. They have the pieces, and more importantly, with another top five recruiting class, I'm going to be very excited to see how these young prospects grow like we saw last year with guys like Jalen Weidemeyer, DeMarvin Leal, how we saw Anaya Smith play multiple roles, Isaiah Spiller. 
I would love to see how this team flourishes with their new talent. But on the flip side, there's always a good, a bad, and an ugly, or a best case, worst case scenario. So today, let's make our predictions for the best case and the worst case scenario for AM schedule coming into 2020. Again, all of this is just construct. All of this is just, we're guessing. We're not saying this is going to happen. This is not what's actually going to happen, but this would be the best case scenario for AM in my personal opinion. In week one, let's just get it out of the way, start the season off on a positive note. Let's go ahead and face the Ole Miss Rebels. That's going to be the week one matchup. After that, just stay in Mississippi. Go face off against the Mississippi State Bulldogs in week two. Week three, I say throw in a challenge game. This is where you face Florida. Week three is where you face Florida. You want to get one of these challenging games in the schedule at some point. I think that getting this Florida game where both these teams are going to be highly ranked, probably a top 10 matchup at this point, you could see how AM fares, what they need to improve on against facing off against other top five teams that include Auburn, Alabama, and LSU, get this game out of the way. I think in week three, it'd be a perfect matchup. You have a home game. You just had an away game. So you get to come back to Kyle Field. Maybe they can be fans in the stands. We don't know. According to Ross Bjork, they're still trying to get fans available for this upcoming season. This would be a fun game in week three. Week four, go face Arkansas. They always face around week four, week five, week six. So just go ahead and knock that one out of the way. And then go ahead and face South Carolina in week five. After that, I say go face Alabama week six. Go down to Bryant-Denny Stadium. You'll have some more eligibility underneath your belt. You'll have more time to see where your flaws are, and you'll be able to face off against the likes of a really good Alabama program. And then just stay in the Yellowhammer State, in my opinion. Week 7, go face off against Auburn. You might as well just knock out back-to-back games that are going to be two of your more challenging games this upcoming year by facing them right in the middle of the schedule. Because then you'll be able to kind of dissect, reassess, and see where you need to work on. So I think going to Auburn, facing a very quality Auburn offense, but a defense that's going to be depleted this year because of everything they lost in the draft, this could be a Heisman winning moment for Kellen Mond. This could be a record-setting moment for the offense. This could also be a moment where we see if A&M still has some mechanics they need to work out on the defensive side of the ball or on the offensive line. And maybe this is where we start seeing more younger talent stepping up and making an impact. After that, I say just continue the road streak, go three weeks away from College Station, go ahead and face off against the Tennessee Volunteers, go to Neyland. I think this would be a really fun matchup. We're really going to be able to see if Tennessee is this number 26 seed team like everyone is saying out in Knoxville, or if they were, again, highly overrated going into the year. You know, they've only had, what, a handful of winning seasons, and they haven't had a 10-win season since the start of the... 2004 was it 2005 was that the last time they had a 10-win season they're not a good team and I think that going into this year they're going to be overhyped because of how they played in their bowl game against Indiana so I want to see if you can do it then you come home and you face off against the likes back-to-back games against Vanderbilt and LSU the reality is LSU is always going to be the last game of the season I think that that's always going to be the case. I think that because of the rivalry week, you're not going to see Alabama facing Auburn in week seven. You're not going to see Ole Miss facing Mississippi State in week two. You're always going to see them at the end of the year. And that's what LSU is. By then, you'll also see A&M either be that team 
that has beaten every other opponent on the list, and they're one win away from going undefeated. Or maybe they're a win away from just representing the SEC West in Atlanta in just a few weeks. That could possibly happen. But I think LSU is going to be the very last game. So again, week one Ole Miss. Week two, you go to Mississippi State. Week three, you play host to Florida. Week four, you go ahead and you host Arkansas. Week five, you go play South Carolina. Week six, Alabama. Week seven, Auburn. Week eight, the road trip finally comes to an end, facing off against Tennessee. Week nine, Vanderbilt to warm you up for a game against LSU. The Bayou Bengals to close out the season. That is A&M's best case scenario. They have two easy wins in between every single really challenging game, except right in the middle. You start off the year hot against the Magnolia State. Right in the middle, you face the Yellowhammer State. At the end of the year, you get to face the Music City Boys from Vanderbilt, and you get to close out against the Bayou Bengals at home. By then, maybe fans will be in the stands. It'll be a record-setting moment if you can have people back, and it would close out the year on a positive note with probably at least one solidified win, if not two, when you face off against the depleted LSU National Champions. You know what else can be depleted? Your car engine oil. Or maybe it's a taillight that's backed out. And you don't want to go all the way to the store due to COVID-19 or because you don't want to be ripped off for a higher price. That's why I like to use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business park that has been serving online customers for the past 20 years, and they have an amazing, unique selection of online catalogs that will help you find your favorite auto parts. Keep in mind, Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints had his tailgate stolen off the back of his truck. He went on to RockAuto.com's very unique catalog, found the exact same tailgate, replaced it for a fraction of the price, and had it shipped to his house. Go visit rockauto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About Us page so they know that we sent you amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to be. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're listening to every single day a Locked On Podcast. Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, and highlight information to get you geared up for fantasy football season just a few weeks away. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live on LockedOnPodcast.com. So, we talked about the best situation for A&M going into tonight's unveiling of their new 10-game schedule. And I personally think playing one tough opponent in between all these other lower-tier opponents really helps out. So again, Florida Week 3, and then you have two warm-up games, Arkansas and South Carolina, before you face off against the Alabama schools. And then you go ahead and you face off against Tennessee, who at that point will either be over or underrated. So if I think that they're overrated, you play both the Volunteer State schools, with Tennessee and Vanderbilt, and you close out the year against LSU. That's the best case scenario. Now, what's the worst case scenario? All right. I think you start the year off with Arkansas. Arkansas, you know that's going to be an easy win. Everything that's going through Arkansas's mind right now with what they have to deal with, especially with a new head coach, with their schedule kind of really souring their taste. I mean, you think about what they have to go face off against now on top of facing literally LSU, A&M. You also have Georgia. 
You also have Alabama. They also have to face off against Tennessee and Florida. So they're facing all six schools in the top 15 of the recent coaches poll. So if you start the year off with Arkansas, it's not a bad start. It really isn't. I think next, you go South Carolina. South Carolina, another one of those games, probably you can win. You are playing in Columbia, so it is going to be a little different. But I think that even with the home field advantage, South Carolina has a lot of issues. They lost some key pieces on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. This should be another easy win for A&M. Then you come home and you face Ole Miss, week three. So you face Ole Miss week three. Think again. This is one of those games where overall, I look at this, Ole Miss goes out and they get a brand new head coach in Lane Kiffin. They go ahead and they get some players who are probably a little bit better now because of their playing in a Lane Kiffin system and they're going to get a chance to start. But Ole Miss is still in rebuilding. They're going to be at best a 6-16. After that, you face Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt's now week four. Vanderbilt is in shambles, and I have no idea how you don't just start fresh after Derek Mason last year. They had a great running back in Keshawn Vaughn. They had a solid quarterback in Riley Neal, and everything just went south for them immediately. So I don't think it's going to be a hard win for A&M if they face off against Vanderbilt in Week 4. It's definitely not going to be a hard win for them if they face them in Week 9 either. Week 5... You face off against Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a lot like, I would say, Tennessee. They go out and they get a really fun coach in Mike Leach. He leaves from the Pacific Northwest and comes down to Starkville. They raise the pirate flag. They're shaking those cowbells. And they go get a really nice grad transfer in KJ Costello. Costello, when he was at Stanford, never could get the fitting right. But... You go get that air raid style offense that was supposed to be run in Stanford and you bring it down to Starkville. Maybe it changes, but maybe it's a total bust and Mike Leach is in over his head in the SEC and they struggle and they're at best a 7-5 win team. So that's week five. Week six, you face Tennessee. So you go ahead and you face Tennessee on the road and again, it's at this point, they're right at that teeter point. Are they a contender? Are they a pretender? I think if they're a pretender, there you go. So then to go. Right now, that is a very easy 6-0 schedule. You're probably going in to the next game undefeated. But this is where things get difficult. You then have to go play two home games and two away games. You go face Auburn, week 7. Auburn's going to either be a contender or pretender as well. I think they're going to be on the contending side. They're going to have the game at home. You're going to be playing off against all these little preschool pancake teams. So then you're going to have to face off against a real contender. If AM slips up at any moment, it's going to be their first loss on the year. Then you go home and you face Florida. Florida at this point is going to be in mid-season mode, ready to attack. Dan Mullen's going to be able to bring out his staff and be ready to face any team on any given weekend and either win by a insane amount or make it a close game. I think Kyle Trask is a really good quarterback. I think outside of Kellen Mond, he's the best quarterback in the SEC. So this could be a really interesting game because they're going to be in midseason mode and say AM's coming off of a loss. You don't want to see back-to-back losses. You just don't. Especially against Mullen, who 
is getting paid significantly less than Fisher. Week 9, Alabama. The last two games don't change. Week 9, Alabama, you go to Brian Denny, you're going to have Alabama looking like they're ready to face off against any single opponent to guarantee their spot in Atlanta later that month. So there you go. You got that one. You close out the year against LSU. At most, it's a rivalry game. So you throw everything out. You throw out the numbers. You throw out the stat line. Maybe this is because of A&M is a more complete team right now than LSU. LSU lost everybody on the offensive side of the ball. LSU lost almost everybody on the defensive side of the ball. They have to replace both their offense coordinator, their defense coordinator. They have to replace a lot of different other coaches who left because of those coaches got promoted. This is the best chance for AM to get a solidified win over LSU. And maybe they get that win. But they have three losses in the middle of the season. And they finish 7-3 and three on the year. This is the worst case scenario. You face all those cupcake teams really early on to build that credibility. And then you crash and you crash and you crash and you keep crashing to where you're completely out of the conversation for even a New Year's Six Bowl. That's the worst case scenario. Now, again, there's a best and there's a worst case scenario. Now, what is my prediction tonight when the SEC unveils Texas A&M's schedule? Don't go anywhere. We'll be breaking down what it is in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and leave a review to tell me what I can do better, what you really like about the show, and what are some things that you think definitely need a change. I'm always willing for consideration. But the schedule will be released tonight for Texas A&M. And what's it going to be? We don't really know yet. But here is my prediction going into the year. I think they will start the year off at home against Ole Miss. I think that that was a game that a lot of people, you know, are excited for. It's Lane Kiffin back in the SEC. It definitely, I think, would be a more enticing game because if you do have two of the biggest characters in the conference facing off against each other, you got the wild child in Lane Kiffin. You got Grandpa Jimbo Fisher making a name for himself going into year three. You got yeah, the, a proven guy versus a guy who's super hot because of what he did at Florida Atlantic. That'd be a fun game. So I'm going to say that that's the week one game. Week two, I'm going to say they go to Tennessee. Keep in mind, Tennessee's week two game was supposed to be them traveling to Oklahoma. So they were already facing a top 10 opponent. Why not just keep that kind of same mentality by facing off against A&M? They go to Neyland Stadium. We find out really early. Is Jared Garantano the guy? Is Brian Mauer the guy? Who's the guy for Tennessee at quarterback? And can AM keep the spark alive? Because again, we're talking about Tennessee going into the year as one of the most overrated teams because they're claiming they were one vote away from being in the top 25. I don't see that. And I think that this is going to be a very overrated game for them. Week three. I think you just stay on the road one more week and you go face off against South Carolina. South Carolina, this is always one of those games. It's super early in the year or it's super late in the year. Knock it out. Just knock it out. Keep the winning streak alive. You don't want to have one of these struggle games just yet. So I think week four, three, you go face off against South Carolina. Again, they lost their top two weapons in the past two years in Debo Samuel and Brian Edwards. Defensively, they lost Drake Greenlaw. A year later, they lost Javon Kinlaw. They're going to be 
hurting at several positions to where I don't see them making an immediate impact. Week four, I say knock out Florida. I say go ahead, play Florida, get it done. You know that you're going to have this game circled on every calendar. Everyone's going to want to watch this game. Because again, this to me are the two teams that are supposed to be blue blood good. And one is showing that they are in Florida. And A&M is right on the cusp of being a great team in the SEC. A great team. They already are competing with everyone else when it comes to recruiting. They're competing with everyone else when it comes to hiring of coaches. They're bringing in a ton of ad revenue. They're bringing in a ton of money. And they're producing NFL talent. Every single year they produce NFL talent. I look at this, and I think this game, right before the mid-mark of the season, will be the most watched college football game of the season up to that point. So I say week four, go ahead and face the likes of Florida. Week five, keep tradition, just face Arkansas. You're going to face Arkansas at home. At least we think you're going to face Arkansas at home. I'm pretty positive that that's going to be the case. Just do it. You're either going to need to get back on that winning track by facing off against Arkansas, or you're going to just still have that winning mentality. So why not just do that? Week five, or six, my bad. I say go ahead and face Mississippi State. Mississippi State at this point, you're going to know who they are. They're going to be a really fun air raid offense with a defense that has some fun pieces on it, but nothing really that enticing. Maybe they're coming in four and two. Maybe, maybe they're coming in, you know, even two and three. I mean, we don't know what they're going to be coming in, but they're either going to be right in that middle 500 team, or they're just going to be right above it. Go ahead and get that victory for yourself, AM. Week seven, I say go ahead and face Alabama. Seven Alabama, you'll have those wins underneath you with Mississippi State and Arkansas. You'll feel a little bit more competitive. I think the offensive line will be established at this point to face off against Alabama's defensive front. I think that the weapons against especially the young talent in Demond Demas, in Caleb Chapman, in Musa Muhammad III will be able to step up. I think you'll be able to find out what Devin Acne's like. I think you'll be able to see if there's a balance in the run game versus the offensive game. I think on the defensive side, you'll be able to see some young talent step up. I think you'll be able to see Leal take that next step. I think Jalen Jones on the outside will be an excellent fit. He probably will be starting at that point. I think Antonio Johnson can work his way into a dime formation where it comes to that three safety set. I think this is a really good chance to play Alabama in week seven. In week eight, I think go ahead and just close it out with your road schedule. Go ahead and face Auburn. So Auburn week eight. Auburn at this point, they're probably going to be right in that same conversation as A&M. How good are they and can they take that next step? And I think A&M can get that win, especially if Bo Nix is still struggling. We know what Bo Nix can do as a runner. We really have no idea if he can be a competent pocket passer. We don't. Outside of that one game and really that one drive with Oregon, He's looked like a run-first quarterback, and that's not going to work in the SEC, especially with these defensive lines. And this might be AM's most complete defensive line going into the year with depth behind it, especially even though it's young depth, it's quality depth behind it. So I say close that out week eight. Week nine, Vanderbilt, and get yourself ready for LSU to close out the year with week 10. That's my prediction. So let's go through it one more time. 
Ole Miss Week 1, Tennessee Week 2, South Carolina Week 3, Florida Week 4, Arkansas Week 5, Mississippi State Week 6, Alabama Week 7, Auburn to close out your road schedule Week 8, Vanderbilt Week 9, LSU, LSU Week 10. At this point, I see maybe one loss on their record. This is a competent win. The other, the best case scenario, they're 10-0. My scenario, I think that they would finish 9-1. I think one loss this year. I think in the worst case scenario, they're 7-3. Seven, seven wins in a 10-game schedule, not that bad. That's probably a 9-3 record for most teams. But again, it's all based off how we see this upcoming season. And we'll know later tonight when the SEC announces their schedule release. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast here at Locked on Aggies and at Mr. Cole Thompson. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Tomorrow, we already previewed what the best case and the worst case scenario for AM was going to be when it came to the upcoming season. So, how about we just break down what the actual news is? We'll be discussing the actual schedule release, how this fares for AM, and give our immediate predictions for AM schedule. We will see you then. And remember, you give me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.